Welcome to Connected, a podcast with Jess. That's me. Connections are the secret to a whole life. Recognizing the connections between us and within us, mind, body, and soul, reveals the fullest potential of our humanity. Join me as I discover what connects us to each other and to ourselves. Your mind, body, and soul were not meant to live disconnected from each other. Putting all the beautiful parts of you into one breathtakingly whole experience is what you deserve. As a life coach, I work to support your story. Together, we can set free the story of you. I bring guests onto my show so that you can hear powerful stories of other women all across the world. I want you to see how profoundly important living and telling stories is. I understand what it feels like to live under expectations and programming that are not aligned with who you are. I learned to write my own story in my year of Jess, and I want to guide you as you write the story of you. Your beauty, power, and value are already in there, in you. It's time to rise into it and uncage the limitless experience that is you. You've been held back for far too long. It's time, time to take your pen back and write the story of you. If this makes your heart leap even just a little bit, let's talk. You can find out more about working with me on my website at jessicatravis.com. I hope to hear from you soon. One of my previous guests and friends, Liz Passerin. Um, So for those of you who've been following um, the Connected podcast, um, you probably heard her early on in my season last spring, I think. It's almost been a whole year. So welcome back, Liz. Hello. Hey. back. So um, in our first uh, episode, um, our first conversation, I had asked you, who are you? And I'm kind of curious, it has been a wild 2020 now into 2021. Would you answer the question differently this time around? Or, or maybe you don't even remember how you answered it, but, um, what would you say if I said, Hey, Liz, who are you? Oh gosh, that's such a, I'm glad you're asking that question. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> so I don't know if this will be right or not from what I said last time. Who am I? Well, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. So that's an update. Um, okay. And I'm a life coach. And I specifically help people all over the world really uncover their magic and thrive in their purpose. So helping them on all fronts of their life really step into their power and um, live the life they've always dreamed of. 
Mm. Well, today we wanted to kind of jump into a conversation that uh, kind of reflected back on what this last year has been, because for you, um, it's been a little bit of a wild ride. Um, I I imagine that everybody could say that, but as a therapist, this has been um, a very unique year for you. And so we kind of wanted to update on that. And and as I've uh, wanted this year to talk to people who have had um, a bit of a frontline um, position in the COVID pandemic um, and what um, women in America particularly have been through in this time, I wanted to be able to share that story. And so I want to update with that. I'm going to precursor this so that you don't feel bad <laughs> that uh, you have a lot of noise outside your apartment. <laughs> and so we may just get a siren here and there and uh, we're going to be okay with it. I might just mute myself in between when we talk because <laughs> that might help. Um, I have a really great producer who, <laughs> who can edit it out too. <laughs> good, good. I'm still going to probably mute myself. No, it's okay. I just thought I'd throw it out there so we're not just like trying to work so hard around it. Around it. But um, so you kind of uh, shared with us in the, in the first episode uh, where you were going with your life coaching business, what you were doing as your work at the time as a therapist. And 2020 just hits you upside down and backwards. And I'm, I would love for you to kind of share what this year has been for you and, and then eventually where you are landed now and how this last year has specifically directed your paths. Yeah. Oh, that's juicy questions for sure. Um, a lot has changed this last year. Um, and I, th- I mean, everyone can say that for certain. I think that for me, I was, I was launching my life coaching business as COVID was beginning in that March range. So mm-hmm. it was like fairly terrible timing um, for all of us. I mean, you, we were all graduating our life coaching program at that time and feeling really unclear as to how mm-hmm. we navigate all of that. Um, but, you know, I started my life coaching business with the idea of really wanting to help people in their career specifically. Um, and the reason I felt called to do that at the time was you know, I was somebody that was so lost in their career and I had such a hard time figuring out who I was and what I was supposed to do with my life. And if you listen back to the old episode, you know, I talked about that, that terrible counselor that (laughs) told me (laughs) my plane was going to like crash and burn, you know, and it was terrible. And, um, I wanted to help prevent that pain from someone else, um, to go through. I didn't want anyone else to go through that at that Reality point, though, when COVID hit, people were questioning the career paths they've been on. People were questioning the careers they currently had or didn't have. Suddenly, people were losing jobs left and right. And the career was like everything. People were really worried about work. Mm-hmm. Through So that led to lots of clients, which was wonderful. And I'm so grateful for it. It also brought up so much stuff in each of those sessions with each of those clients. It was the work that was a piece of it, of finding work, making sure their bills were paid. That was a piece of it, yes. But what was greater was their ultimate purpose of what they were doing with their life. Mm. And COVID shook us and kind of punched all of us in the face of saying, 
hey, you have this one life. It's, it's going by faster than any of us want it to. Are you really okay doing what you're doing day in and day out? Because right yeah. now it's this one time in all of our lives where things are shut down. You have a moment to look very clearly at things. Um, and so in my sessions, it became less and less about the job title or the money. And it became more about their soul, their life work, their meaning, their purpose, their relationships. It just got deeper. And yeah. of course, the therapist within me was, you know, yes, let's tap into it. <laughs> I'm like, let's talk, you know? Um, and yet I realized that, okay, if I just label myself as career only, I'm, I'm missing the real deeper work that needs to be done. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So I felt like, you know, the, the one thing I learned in the midst of this pandemic was so many people aren't living their fullest lives. Most people aren't. And there's, there's always a story of how their dreams were dimmed, mm. how someone or something or a course of different things have caused people's dreams to dwindle. However, they never, ever truly went away. Yeah. And that for me was where I felt like my work needed to go and evolve was people have this this innate magic within them and this their skill sets and gifts that are so beautiful to them and they have big wild dreams and they don't actually go away they're still there inside that person but they've just been kind of um you know like a wet blanket has been put on them so that they don't actually access it but it's still there like they still have those dreams so um I just love now being able to help people take that blanket off, look clearly at themselves, look at their dreams and see like, is this something that we still want to pursue and can we bring it and make it into a reality? And nine times out of 10, I'd say most people are wanting that to be true. They want to make it a reality. And then we figure out a way to do it. And yeah, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> wow. Uh, it makes me, it makes me think that in whether we wanted it or not, it's almost like we got a clean slate. Like we got the whole thing just had to stop for most of us, not everyone, but at least enough that we had to sit back and go, Hey, what am I doing? Like, is this what I want to be doing? And, uh, is this where I want to live? And is this how I want to live? Like we started asking all those questions instead of just doing that thing of getting up and going and doing the work and coming home and doing the family and the social, all those norms kind of broke down. It was almost, I don't know about you, but it was almost more than I could take in at times. Like I have almost too many possibilities that I'm not sure how to tap into innately what is what is me where do I go what do I do um oh yeah a hundred percent and I I kind of just knowing your story that we haven't unfolded yet I, I it sounds like it's a bit parallel to what you've actually been going through this year too in that you start down one path and you're like I've got to keep honing this in I've got to keep tapping into who is Liz and 
what is it that I want to bring to the world and, and recreating, uh, your work in this world around this pandemic, around the needs of people. Um, is that, is that you? Yeah, I think, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) I think, I think that, yeah, so much for me personally has happened as well. I've, I've lived in Northern California in the mountains. The last time we talked, that's where I was. And now I currently reside in Tennessee and, you know, a huge cross country move, a huge change occurred, um, in the middle of what the world was. So, so, so much is evolving and changing and shifting. And I think it's overwhelming. It's so overwhelming for people, including myself to have all these possibilities and opportunities and ideas of where they could go or what they could do or you know, how do I make this better? It's, it's absolutely kind of um, debilitating at times because you don't know what the best course is. You have this clean slate and you have all this knowledge, but you're not really sure which direction to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyhow, yeah, I, I've dealt with that this year myself, trying to really hone in, who am I serving? How can my own essence, my own magic be shared with the world in the best way possible? especially in such a critical time. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do I still stay true to myself? You know, what am I, what am I supposed to do? So yeah. it's been, it's been quite the journey. Absolutely. And I still know that, gosh, the next time I'm on the podcast, who knows what, what will be, right? you know, so it's, it's ever evolving for sure. So, uh, as you, as you approach um, your clients and your work um, differently um, or with, with this new perspective, although magic was a word that I remember us talking about before. So I don't think either it's that uh, far off from just, uh, in fact, anytime I see the word magic or spark, I think of you because it's like, you just believe that there is something really deeply magical in each one of us and it just has to come to life. And, um, and that's an exciting, um, thing for someone to believe about you to have that, uh, supported. So, um, I'm kind of curious, um, what is, what is it that, is your magic that you feel like is, is moving your dreams and your essence to the surface? What is that magic that you tap into for yourself? Oh gosh, that's a good question. And thank you for saying you think of me with the word magic. Um, yeah, that, that is a word that's always stuck for me and spark. Um, I think for myself, as I've come through this journey of tapping into who I am and and what my essence really is, I, I look back on a time when, um, actually, I don't remember if I shared this with you before, but my life coach shared with me, um, an Akashic record reading and I've never had that before. I've never even heard of it. I don't really understand it. Um, but it, <laughs> so somebody, a listener might know more than we do. Um, but it's, she basically kind of read based on like my birth date and some other information, kind of 
what my um, gifts and talents were. And I don't really remember much about it, but the one thing I remember was her saying that you want to give, you want to light up the world, you you want to be um, kind of in front of people. And that's actually a real positive gift. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that because I ended up calling her and being like, this is a gift. This is a gift that I want to be in front of people. I always thought that was a big ego thing. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was negative, that I was an intention attention seeker. Um, even though I'm actually kind of shy at times. So I would have these moments where I'd want to like lead, I'd want to teach, I'd want to um, guide, you know, I'd want to do those things. And then I always felt kind of bad that I wanted to do those things because in society and the culture I live in, that's being boastful, that's being cocky, Mm. that's being egotistical. And I didn't see that as a gift. Um, So when I saw that from her perspective, it just totally blew my mind. And then I really started leaning into that and thinking one of my most um, natural abilities that makes me feel really, really good is when I can teach somebody how wonderful they are and help them see it and guide them through that. And I would do this as a little kid in a lot of ways. I was always the cheerleader, um, mm. never an actual cheerleader. <laughs> I was. Oh, oh, fun fact. I <laughs> was not. Um, kind of always wanted to be, but I never, I never was. Um, so I, I was like always a cheerleader, always, you know, the one that was going to give you a pep mm. talk, the person you go to, you know, to build you up and, and kind of lead you into that self-confidence, that self-belief. And the funny thing is I never had that self-confidence or self-belief but I was able to help guide Mm. people through that. And I really feel like that is still one of my, you know, core um, gifts. And one thing that sparks me is being able to lead and guide others and holding really sacred space Mm -hmm. um, and, and being truly as accepting as non-judgmental, non-judgmental as I know how to at this moment in time. Um, I know there's always growth, always things I need to learn with the information I do have. I feel as though that you can come to me hopefully and just really be held. And Mm -hmm. that's, that's my, um, goal. And that's something I really care deeply about is to make sure people feel that way. And I think that is translated when I do carry out, you know, events or spaces or things like that with sessions. Um, so hopefully that kind of answers what you're thinking. <laughs> well, yeah. And I do remember in our last episode that you talked about, uh, your Oprah dream. Yeah. Oprah. <laughs> Oprah. And I think about, you know, somebody like Oprah who probably had a similar spark mm. and, uh, what if she had held that back? What would we have missed in this world if she had held it back? And when you talk about that, about yourself, I just think, wow, like the, the world actually loses when we buy into a story that isn't true, Mm -hmm. you know, that you have this thing to offer the world that supports other people that, uh, 
motivates, empowers, um, sparks other people to follow their dreams. And if the world was missing that, we would miss other people's magic hitting the world too. It's like this, this beautiful thing when people step into the truth of themselves and get to uh, share it with the world, be brave enough to do that. Um, we, we all benefit from it. Um, is that the kind of work that you want to keep doing with your clients is putting, I, it's almost like, um, (laughs) I have this, this terribly stupid (laughs) picture that came to mind, like a unicorn, (laughs) I know it's like a unicorn that has magic coming out the horn. Like it's just spraying it to the world. See, I told you, I know. No, that's fabulous. (laughs) You want, I have to tell you this. I have to tell you this. So being a school counselor for a very long time working with children. I'd always use rating scales, you know, like tell me one through 10 is a rating scale. Like one, you feel like poop in a hot basket. Like I'd make it really gross. And then 10, (laughs) I would always say you're a unicorn farting cotton candy. And I would tell kids that and they would love it, you know, because kids are like, ew, poop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel like poop or I do feel like poop. Oh, I'm a unicorn today, Miss P, you know? So that's really funny that you said that because I use that visual often. Are you, are you pooping candy? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pooping candy. I'm pooping cotton candy. (laughs) Man, you know, the stuff I did with the kids is pretty fun. Um, So how has that work changed for you or has it? I I imagine that it's been a very unique year working with students um, as a therapist specifically, because I know we're Mm -hmm. talking about two aspects of your life here um, that do have a lot of overlap, but on the therapist end of things, how has COVID affected the work that you have done this last year? Yeah, such a good question. I, um, yeah, so I, I am a school counselor by, you know, trade during the daytime as a therapist. And then, you know, I have my life coaching business um, separately. And this is kind of a heavy piece, just for warning, as I talk about this, it's heavier. This year has taken a massive toll on children, on families specifically. Um, I work with kindergarten through eighth grade level students. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty large range of ages. And my middle school students, I saw the biggest um, depression, just feeling so disconnected. When you're in middle school, friends are everything. They're absolutely everything. Yeah. Um, your brain development needs them to be everything. That's when you start questioning norms. That's when you, and same with high schoolers. So from a developmental front, you need those outside connections. Um, and to not have that, it really spiked depression, unfortunately. And um, I kind of spent my days trying to wade through that with middle school age children, anxiety spiked. Um, you know, we were getting lots of tummy aches. You know, I, I've got constant tummy aches. Tummy aches is a huge symptom of anxiety for kids. It manifests in their gut, Mm. um, because basically their heart rate goes up, they dump acid into their stomach and it hurts. That's really what Mm. happens. Um, I actually was a kid who had anxiety, so I totally know the tummy aches. Like (laughs) I was a kid Mm. that helped felt that, but it was just so hard. So you know, not only in the beginning of this, like they were away from people and we were doing all this virtual hot mess nonsense <laughs> that was yeah. happening because every everyone just had to make it up as we went. We'd never done this before. And so I'm the first to say, um, 
absolute love, utter love and pride for every single teacher, every single school employee, and every family, everybody who tried to do the best we could with what we had. Um, and so to be a part of that, there's a lot of love and pride within me for them. And it was, it was rough. It was for sure really tough. And the other thing was little kids started to just show behaviors. So we would see lots of tantrums. We would see more defiance, refusal of doing their schoolwork. Um, the thing that broke my heart the most, which I was like, man, this is fascinating on a science side of things, like studying the psychology, was when I had kids refusing to use their social media or computers. So it got to mm. a point where then my kids, these were littler kids though, um, they wouldn't log on. They didn't even want to touch the computer. They would just be outside. And it was fascinating because everything was 100% online. There was no other option. Mm -hmm. And to seeing them reject this new expectation and fully reject technology, um, part of me was like, you go, baby. <laughs> I was mm -hmm. like, do what you have to do to cope. And this, this screen time is killing your soul, you know, um, and you're seven. It's go climb a tree, you know, the yeah. little... If you don't know me, I'm a tree loving hippie on a lot of fronts. So, <laughs> so on that side of me, I'm like, hang out in the tree. On the other side, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not working. You know, like yeah. this, we need to figure something else out. So lots of creative time trying to come up. I, I did house visits in front of homes where I would sit on the grass and I'd be away from them, um, masked and safe and everything. But I would try and just talk to them. And we did lots of socially distanced walks. Um, I spent a lot of time talking on the, the phone so they didn't have to see my face. So they weren't in front of a screen, um, parent, parent time, parent consultation, where I was just coaching parents that were falling apart, um, because they didn't sign up for any of this. They still had a mm -hmm. job to do and they have a, like three kids at home that they have to suddenly become homeschool teacher. So it was a mess. It was a a life altering time for myself. Um, I noticed that I can get creative and so many of us can just really get creative to meet a basic need. And the other thing I learned is that we are so stinking resilient. Children mm -hmm. are so resilient. If we can pivot, we can still find light. We can still find joy. We can still find greater meaning in our days. Um, and that was impressive to witness. Um, but it was still really hard. And there were still, you know, consequences. There was still depression. And, and the reality is, this isn't just with school counseling, just in therapy in general. We have not seen the significance of the trauma that has occurred this year, hmm. this past year. Um, it really hasn't settled in. People could say that about the economy, too. Like, we haven't seen the impacts yet. Right. Um, I don't think we're really seeing the, the breadth of the impact on our mental health. Um, as a therapist, it's like, I was telling this to you earlier, it's like a sad thing, but my business spiked, you know, like all of a sudden yeah. people were in turmoil and they needed mental health support. And of course that's my job. I'm going to be there. Um, the reality is that I'd never been through something like this before and neither has any other therapist. So right. we were trying to figure out how to even serve people and give them the, the, the correct treatment for something that none of us have ever had to learn or know how to do. So it was, it was, um, 
and you had a box too, you know, you, you couldn't just place them in the same room as you, um, like a, a, a normal, uh, therapy session. Um, you couldn't use those normal parameters that you had been able to use before and make those small tweaks. It was big tweaks for everyone. Yeah, totally. It was wild. It was, uh, I mean, all of a sudden overnight, everything gets put online. And I remember in grad school, them saying virtual counseling doesn't work. Like I remember, <laughs> and then I'm like, well, folks, it better, you know, like <laughs> it has to now, it has to now. And that's the thing. It's like, we are capable of shifting and changing overnight. Like we can do it. That's what was amazing. Hmm. But there will be sacrifice because any force change when people aren't ready will come with its own impacts. It will come with grief. It'll come with loss. It will come with questions. It'll come with stuff. Um, but the, but the fact is we could do it. So yes, it was incredibly, um, difficult. And especially for therapists, that's not something most people talk about is that the therapist had to figure out how to treat and hold space and, and, you know, therapize clients in a time where they didn't know anything either. Um, and that first responder level, was incredibly daunting. Um, I was holding workshops and just free, I I work for a nonprofit agency, just volunteering um, to to just give people a place to go to talk um, when it was like those first two weeks and nobody knew it was happening. And the weight in those calls, I... I was not ready. I was not prepared. Mm. And I don't think anyone was. And thankfully I had a group of therapists that I could collaborate with and we could lean on each other and have, you know, professional discussion because I, there's no way you could do this all on your own and, and really mm-hmm. hold that space. Cause it's so heavy. Um, so it was, it was such a incredibly, altering time. It taught me a ton. It also taught me what kind of therapist I am. It taught me what kind of grit I really have in my creativity when I never thought I was a creative person at all. Mm -hmm. Um, but it also, it also showed me that, you know, your work has just begun. Like this isn't done. And now, you know, a year later, I'm having a lot of people have the pandemic fatigue where, we're over a year, a year, you know, we're talking in April right now. So it's been over a year. We still have masks. We still have, you know, social distancing. We still have these expectations. Um, and people are expected to still move forward and it's really, really hard and they're getting tired. They're getting really, really tired. And so like, I think I have three new clients right now and all of them have come to me because they say they feel stuck and they feel stuck in a rut. And it's like, it is that, yes, there are people that are truly stuck in a rut with their career and life. And that is Mm -hmm. one piece, but has it just been pushed because of COVID and, you know, not having anything to look forward to? anything exciting going on, you know, like they just feel so pressured and stuck. And that's just within the last few weeks, those clients have come to me. So Mm -hmm. that's the beginning, I think, of of things that will be to come of unknowns of how people will cope or what will happen, you know, so mental health and in general is so significant yet always um, 
hard to navigate. And uh, I just hope I can do my best in serving who I can and connecting people with the right folks if I can't. Um, but yeah, it's a heavy one. I did yeah. warn you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did no. preface that. Yeah. But I, but I think in some way we all, oh, I know in some way we all connect with that, the heavy. And um, you mentioned the word grief. And I find that this is a word that's okay to come back to, that we have to con- continually give ourselves permission to come back to and say it's okay to grieve what we have lost in this time, whether it's uh, social connections, jobs, um, just the normal, you know, just grieving that it's not the same. Um, but in grieving it, um, we can flip a narrative, we can write a new story and say there is something that we can do different forward. Um, but I think I wonder that sometimes if we don't give ourselves the permission to to do the grief part, that um, we just kind of survive and like you said, just fatigue ourselves through this navigation because it's not just social distancing. It's political. It's religious. It's science. It's like, it's all the things of life stuffed into one package and we're expected to kind of, (laughs) to know how to navigate this. And none of us really do, you know, we might think we know one part of that, but it's just, it's so many things in one. Um, so for you in this constraint of COVID and all the, um, adjustments and flexing that you've had to do as a therapist, as a life coach, as a human, um, what has been birthed for you? What does going forward look like for you? Um, what are you? What have you created in this time that you're um, moving towards now? Oh, so much good stuff. Um, yeah, real quick, don't forget that question. But I, I wanted to mention that something that I learned with the grief piece through this is there's this there's this cultural drive for toxic positivity and I've talked about it on my page, but it's something that I do want to bring up in here and Mm. that, uh, you know, we're all expected to just say we're okay. And Mm. that, you know, to just figure it out and be like, Oh, well, I'm really lucky. My family didn't get sick. I'm really lucky. Um, that I didn't lose my job and just find these things that, Oh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. And that may be true that yes, I'm so grateful that no one got sick in your family or you still have your job. That's wonderful. And yet you can still grieve. So people Mm -hmm. often try and compare or diminish their level of grief. And that ends up causing the grief to last longer and grow greater. And then kind of living in this numb existence. So if if there's one piece that I want, you know, anyone listening to take this in is it doesn't matter where you are. If you have money, if you've got everything that you could ever want and you still feel like you've lost something, it's because you still have. Yeah. It, It just might look different from each person. And so validate yourself, validate the reality that you have experienced a loss, which then results in grief and in grief is messy. It's like a tangled ball. And if you can do a little research, Google the, the, um, stages of grief, understand a little bit, then you can kind of understand when you might have those flows of random times where you feel worse or you feel better. And then it, and when you can work through that, then you can move forward in a really healthy 
and grounded place where it's not forced positivity, but it's genuine hope and Mm. it's genuine light where it's like, yes, I have gone through really hardship, big, big, hard things. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I hate using the word, but why did I say that? And (laughs) I can still see light. I can still feel my, my soul being called for greater things. I can do things moving forward. So I hope that makes sense. But that was yeah. just something that's really set heavy on my heart is I can't tell you how many times I work with people and they say, oh, I have nothing to complain about. Like, I'm really fine. It's like, but you're not. And that's okay that you're not. Yeah. You don't have to fake that and you don't have to force it. You can sit in it, work through it, and then come out with light. Um, so anyhow, back to your question. <laughs> um, I, think it's, that's, I think it's well said and much needed to be said. Um because it's it is a different experience for everyone but it's still an experience we've all been impacted by at some level and acknowledging that is and validating it is yeah I I love that you brought that up yeah um and then for things that are kind of coming and have been birthed from this for me um one is just the new opportunity, new location so I've moved like I said and now I'm on I'm in the south And, and I feel like this is a new place to connect with beautiful new souls. And I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited for the new adventure to come and see what happens. Um, And then also, you know, I've taken my business. It's going to be, it's going to be full time. So this is what I'm going to be doing. So I'm taking on so many new projects. I actually am working with another phenomenal coach, Megan um, Johnson or Meg's Colleen is her brand. And we are hosting a mini retreat that's coming up in um, a few weeks in April. And that's going to be really fun. It's all virtual still. And it's going to be all about purpose and uncovering your purpose, figuring out that magic. But then it's got a little twist to it about business. So she is like a guru on all things business. And a lot of people have been coming saying, hey, I want to I want to really tap into my magic. Well, my magic actually comes comes out that I want to own a business. How do I make it a reality? And so she kind of is going to support us in figuring out how to make it a reality and taking your purpose and, um, your business and, and making them one. So that's coming up, which I'm so excited about. And then I also have my group program that I'm launching, um, life on purpose in June. And this is my baby. (laughs) This is something I've been working on all year. And what it's, it comes down to is I've witnessed, and I've been working with clients time and time again on having a deep understanding of what their purpose is and then shifting their life to align to the point where they're living on purpose. They're Mm. living a life that has intention, that has meaning, that has purpose and that feels really damn good. Mm. So this group program, it's 90 days. It's going to be a really small sacred container of folks. And we're going to talk from the very beginning, the first half, it's like, what are the things you value? Like, what is your purpose? How do we tap into it? All that juicy stuff. And then once we kind of get through that piece, the second half is going to be, how do you make it a reality? So it has, um, 
I put in kind of that both. I've got that woo-woo magic side, but then I also have the practical piece. And that was something I felt like a lot of programs I took and I did, did not have. They didn't have that marriage of the two. It was either like super businessy practical or it was like all in the feelings and emotions. So this is a blend of the two. So you can figure out and feel really good about what you're meant to do on this earth and then actually do it. And then I hold your hand and walk you through making it happen. And we have a, you know, I like to say we'll create um, a roadmap, but we're going to make that roadmap in crayon. We always say like everything's written in crayon, meaning it's not going to go as according to plan. So write it in like marker and you can just scribble over it (laughs) (laughs) and then you can exit out and, and color over it just like a little kid does, you know? Yeah. that's a saying that we have in our home. And um, it's kind of a saying I brought into the group is yes, we'll come up with a plan. And I'm also going to teach you guys how to course create course um, correct so that you can um, figure out what to do when things go wrong. <laughs> yeah. So yes. Because that is the thing that we've learned in this time is, yes. that, is that we have to sometimes throw a lot of shit on the wall. Mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm. What sticks, right? Yeah. And, but it's it, it's it's being uh, supported and guided to finding the magic, the spark in us, that thing that has been with us all along mm-hmm. and giving it uh hands and feet and legs and structure and you know embodiment of the dream. And that, that merging of those two things, um, like you described, sounds very intuitive, um, very exciting to, um, to be able to, to not just think about it, to not just dream about it, but to actually start to put something into motion. Um, but yeah, this, uh, twisting and turning we've done in 2020 is probably one of those, those big takeaways for me. And, uh, I may just have to say, how can this dream that I have be done a little bit differently than I planned. Yes. Yes. It really is. Um, letting it lead you instead of you leading it, which yeah. is very hard because you're like, that's an inanimate object. <laughs> yeah. What do you, what do you mean? But, um, one of the best advice I ever received was saying your, your business, your dream, it isn't you. It's separate from you. And yeah. that it can teach you things. And if you are able to take a little bit different of a look or a, a different lens, step away, come back, you will be so astonished what you uncover. And it can totally shift what ends up happening in the course. Yeah. Um, and then you can see what happens and fly. Yeah. And sometimes it's so much more beautiful than we could have planned in the original way. Um, yeah, usually always is. Yeah. Yeah. So how do people, uh, find out about, uh, what you're doing with Meg's and what you're doing in your upcoming project? Yeah. So if you are interested in the, um, retreat, it's on my website. You can check it out at lizpasarin.com. Um, and it's totally free by the way, this, little mini retreat. It's free for anyone. It's going to be awesome. And then my group program, again, it's on my website, so you can check it out there. Um, and early bird enrollment is open now for a short period of time. So definitely get your hands on it and get on a call with me. Let's chat, see if you're a good fit. Um, and just, yeah, if anything is, 
then time is now. I feel like that's something that I learned from 2020 is I had a lot of plans that were far out or, Oh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when your world gets rocked in the way all of ours has been, you realize that it can happen overnight, just like it did last year. So if you want to make change and if you're ready and you, you see yourself living a greater life and a greater purpose, then now's your time. So, um, I, I've definitely done that work in realizing that it's been such a shock to my system being like, Oh my gosh, like I want, I want to birth this baby of life on purpose. We're doing it because (laughs) now's the time. Um, so that's what I'm really excited about and hope everyone can get a chance to just, you know, live their best life and know that they're worth it. And they all have magic inside of them. So we're all pooping cotton candy. You are all pooping cotton candy. (laughs) Pick your flavor, make it happen. I hang out with five-year-olds a lot of the time. So that's what we're talking about. It's good. Well, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I'm hoping to be there myself and um, just glean off of you and Megs. And I'm excited to see what's forward. And I know that for me and during this pandemic, it has been really important to be supported by other people who are following their dreams as well, who are crafting and creating and wanting to be changers in the world. And knowing that we can support each other in that is is a huge deal Um, because it's a big world out there. And sometimes it feels just a bit overwhelming. But when you've got uh, a support system around you that can say, hey, no, you got to keep going, you've got to keep doing that thing, um, then it's it really does feel possible. Mm -hmm. So thank you for being one of those, uh, for me. And, um, I know that you do that for your clients because I, I see, uh, I see their comments for, uh, about you on your social media. And it's just really encouraging to see how much beautiful, all the beautiful things that are coming, um, from the work that you're doing. So thank you. And, I'm going to put all that info in our show notes so people can connect with it, but it is coming up. I just wanted to kind of throw out some dates um, just because the podcast sits here for a long time. Um, the retreat with uh, that you and Megs are doing, do you have dates for those? Yes. So the retreat, it's just one day. It's April 24th, 2021. Okay. Um, and then my Life on Purpose program is starting mid-June 2021. Sweet. Okay. And then they can follow you on socials and find your website and stay in the loop. Stay in the loop. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be a stranger. Come say hi. I love to meet new people. Awesome. Well, thanks, Liz. And uh, we'll see you at the retreat. Thanks. Thank you for listening. And may you keep connecting all the beautiful parts of you.